Well, welcome to another episode of Beyond Four Walls. As usual, I'm joined with my co-host, Anthony. How you doing? God bless everybody. What's up? How's it going? Going good, going good. And as usual as well, we have another guest. Today, we have a good friend that I have known since years. Long yeah, long time. Um, Edgar Cruz with us. Edgar, I would let you have the fortune to kind of introduce yourself, let uh, people know what you're about, your company, and things like that, and what you're working on. Hi, everybody, and God bless. My name is Edgar Cruz. So I have my own company. I do uh, photography, videography. I do, uh, I'm a drone pilot as well. Um, it's called Edgar Junior Media. Um, basically, I, I work on all types of job, promotional videos, and I've been doing this since 2015, um, professionally since 2018. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And how, like, I know, I mean, I've known you for a long time. We've been, you were an ex rapper for a Christian rapper for a second. <laughs> um, and you've been like in the arts in different ways. And I know you did graphics for the church you were um, part of for a while. Um, right. What brought you into really doing photography? I know you're trying to get more into the film side of things. Yeah. What has what drawn you towards that eventually? Originally, when I, uh, I was interested in photography, um, I was in photography and, but you know, when you're, when you have no money to invest on so much equipment, it's expensive, you know, but, uh, my wife said, I'm gonna buy you a camera and she ended up, um, buying me a camera. This is when you were married already? And, uh, you were married already? We, were we married? N Yes, we were married. Okay. We, were okay. married. <laughs> we were married. At that time, we were going to uh, Heaven on Earth Church. Um, so when I got there, uh, we started visiting and ended up being members there. Uh, they had no media at that church at the moment. So uh, Tony, uh, he that passed away a few years back, my friend Tony and Pastor, he, um, he told me what you want to do in the church. And I was like, you put me to what you need me to do. Like I'll do anything, but my heart is on like photography at that time. Like, I just want to do photography and video. I was in both worlds. And then he, he told me, what, well, let me see what I got. And then he told me I need ojere for the church. And I was like, you know what, God, <laughs> you use me for what you need to do. Yeah. So ended up being that, um, he writes me three weeks, three weeks later. He's like, God touched my heart. Nah, I need you in media. And I felt such a, I felt such a peace. Cause I was like, cause it was all God led, you know? Yeah. And, um, I became the media director for, I was for a few years were there three or four years, uh, doing media. So that, that's where it all started. Okay. Um, he gave me the opportunity. Uh, he paid for a program for video for film. I was six months in a program that from Puerto Rico that came down here. He paid the whole thing, That's gave awesome. me the opportunity to grow in it. And for the last eight years, <laughs> I've just been doing media. Okay, sure. but you've been lately moving towards the film side of things, the capture. Right. Yes. So film always been in my heart. Like, I like storytelling. Yeah. You know, I like, I don't like reading. No. Yeah, you wait, you, you wait I, for I the movie, you wait for the movie comes out. You don't read the book. <laughs> right, right. No, no. Like. I, my, my wife, she's such a, uh, 
she, she, she's so good at this, a podcast, <laughs> at talking because she's such a good reader. Yeah. But me, I'm not. You're doing great. You're doing great. <laughs> I'm not a good reader. So I am all visuals. Yeah. You know, I'm on film. Yeah. I like watching everything. I like watching the Chosen series because, you know, everything is all visuals. Yes. You know, but, uh, but yeah, video. I love video. I love uh, everything that comes to do video. Yeah. yeah. You know, to talk about that, and I'm just transitioning you, Anthony. One of the things that I think is important, uh, I do photography as, as you know, doing photography and being part of this world, you're really called the biggest call in reality. You're capturing memories. You're catching other people's engagements, you know, kids, birthday yeah. parties, weddings, um, just because, you know, trying to expression of love. Like there, there's reasons why you're even with film, like you're trying to say a story. And I was, right. you know, preparing and inviting you. And I was like, you know, kind of thinking about that. That's such a vital part in the Bible, you know, you have uh, First Chronicles, Second Chronicles, and even the even Jesus talks about scribes and things like that. Right. Thinking about that and the importance of history capture in the Bible, I guess I'll go with you, Anthony. Do you do you see that as an essential part of today's time? Because I mean, even growing up, you know, passing that history through either orally, it was through scribes writing it down, and today there's no clear indicator of who's the history captures or who's the one that captures history and describes of today. How do you view that importance of, of capturing history, Anthony? Yeah. I mean, without it, we wouldn't have, what is our, what is it? What's the tool that we use with our relationship with God is the, is the word of God. Imagine if they decided not to write a word of it, we would, we would just be imagine what our religion would what our what our belief system would be without the the scripture the word of god that was captured although being it letter yeah if it didn't exist and prior to that like you said it was it was stories that were told and were were orally through yeah. generations mm -hmm. and then eventually it got written so it's it's super important and what was crazy about like you said it's you're capturing a moment because if, if you think about it, if you take a picture of something, as soon as you hit the button and it captures that moment, it's gone. That's it. Now it's in the past. Like yeah. you just took an image of something and now it's no longer there. Now time, that's how quick time keeps moving. And, and, and so that, that's what we're doing. And what's, what's a mate. Like I was just listening to a podcast. I think it was today. They were saying how how it's we 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 have textbooks that tell us about history, but there's no way to prove that those things actually happened. Happened. We're just we're just going off a book that was written. So it's like, who knows how much of history? Not talking biblically, just history in general. Do we actually no, true. know for a hundred percent that that it, that it happened? And that's what's unique about now in the twenty first century is that we have technology. We have these things that we can actually say, "Look, I have an image. I have a video that actually proves that 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 happened. It's not just a textbook that somebody wrote years ago." Yeah, um, wrote. So th that's. That's the amazing part of, of what we're living in now. But also now it's now we're seeing that come into question with all this uh, chat GPT and AI where you can manipulate image. 
Yeah, when you can manipulate, you can get somebody famous and have them say whatever you want, and it's, yeah, yeah. It's, but I, it's kind of going the it, opposite direction. I think it's unique because, like you said, we are the his, the story to us journalists. You know, like we're the storytellers of today's time. How do you view that burden, mm-hmm. Edgar? Like, do you view that as an important part of of the space, and not only of you know your your everyday work, but as the church drawing that importance of making sure we're capturing the history and the storytellings of of today's time? Can you repeat that again? I'm sorry. Yeah, no worries. Um, it's just the the importance of that burden of when you're when you're doing a photo shoot, when you're making you know when you're making a film, talking about whatever story. Does that you know does that does that come across your mind like I am like you know today's scribes like do do you do you view it like right. that? Yeah, I do view it because I've we we've been documenting for for years, photographers, videographers, um, for a long time. I mean, no matter where you go, like photography and video, it plays a big role, and and and, and everywhere, everywhere companies like. I don't know how some companies will do if they don't have any photography to show their product or video. Yeah. Like a lot of these companies, like that's what has helped their business. Yeah. You know, photography and videography. And I feel like, like I can imagine back in a time, like little illustrations, they're okay, but visuals kind of like helped history. Yeah. You know, the, the, the visual experience and has helped history. And I feel like is is and I like that the scribes. I, I, I could say it word like the the modern scribes. Yeah, the modern scribes. <laughs> you know, modern scribes. You know, where we uh, we 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 have this this big tool of, you know, doing video and photography. And honestly if using it in the proper way, like it has been huge. Yeah, I think has, has, I, I think it's it's a unique thing because history history capturing has always been important for the lord if you look at even uh you know moses all these people would speak about the patriarchs um, abraham joseph and isaac like it was always important to re-emphasize where you come from jesus did the Mm -hmm. same thing i think it's unique because we're so exposed to these images and visuals and things like that I think though it, it does have has created a, a weird effect that we're not as drawn towards int- uh, to to history because there's always something new and we're able to get it so quickly. So I do think it's it's a unique thing though uh, be- because we have so much access. It's kind of made a reverse effect that we don't desire the the history of things anymore because it's just so available. But I do think it's important as photographers, as filmmakers, especially as Christian photographers and filmmakers, that we make sure that we we do our duty in capturing the history of, of, of the church because through that people use that history. Like when we grew up, we understand the testimonies of where we came from, from church. And that allowed us to be able to be who we are and the leaders we are today. And I think capturing that history, which is, you know, know, passing down tradition isn't as popular. Looking at where your parents came from, asking where your parents story is, isn't as popular today as it was before, you know, you used to sit down and listen to your grandma talk about, her life for hours right. and now that's not unpopular. Right. So I, th- I think like you said, changing the medium for not only for ourselves, like you, you draw the visuals, but making sure as we capture history, we're capturing it to not only uh, for the visual uh, um, desire, but also to be able to, to tell the story. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, right. I, I think it, it's, 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 it's crazy um, to be able to do that. Now, when, when you do, 
so you're, you're I know you've thought about creating some films and stuff like that um are you looking to create films that are more christian based or just kind of telling general stories i know last time we talked about that you know months ago uh, how's that uh, story creating going for you i i feel like christian base pulls me more you know um there's a lot of things a lot of scripts that i have written down and even if i try to do it uh kind of like something general yeah something calls me to to focus on christian base yeah especially things that are not talked about in the christian community yeah so um honestly that's what has been you know have you seen jesus mind. revolution no, on Netflix, I, I did hear about it, but I haven't. Have you seen have you that. have you seen it, Anthony? Yeah, yeah. it's a it's a it's really good, good yeah. movie. Like, I'm not a big Christian movie person because I always feel like they're super tacky. Like they're they're like <laughs> they're not. I feel like they're not real because they're so PG. But right. Jesus Revolution, not to like like kill it for you, but like there's scenes of people like doing drugs and stuff like that, and it really right. felt like okay, like this is real world like experience. It's not just like fake made up story type of thing. Uh, yeah, because it's based on a true story. Yeah, it is. So yeah, that's the. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 really. I yeah. I recommend uh, for anyone that uh that hasn't watched it to watch them. I, it's it's one of the few Christian movies I actually recommend. Um, it's really good. Um, but going back to what what Anthony said earlier, uh, and I sent you an article about this, and I think it was it was really cool. AI playing a part in creative space, and obviously we know that's becoming more a thing replacing humans creativity but i want to first bring it to the christian world and then expanded it overall but what the article that i sent you was talking about like ai preachings and uh and that's they did a legit service using ai preaching but also it made it played the music it did everything what do you think about a because obviously preachings songwriting anything in the creative space it's an interpretation of god's word an interpretation of, of God's will of what he wants to tell us in today's time and what he wants to express to the song or preaching. What is your view of AI being able to interpret that aspect? Not only the, the, the knowledge of information, which anyone can read the Bible and get that, but obviously getting that like touch of the Holy spirit. Do you think AI could actually reach that? I don't think they can. I, okay. So I honestly think that AI will be, will be a great useful tool for the Christian community, for churches, um, in a sense of, I'm sure it can create music. Like, I'm sure that it will be useful to social media for churches. But when, and I'm, and I'm sure it can even, like if, if it has the knowledge to study the Bible, I'm sure it could make a Bible study for you. And it'll make a- Lesson plan, yeah. Right, like it'll, it'll have a, a preaching, like all of that stuff. But that, but it's not spirit-led. Like, you know, if we go back in time, like God created us um, when he when He breathed in us his spirit. But like AI don't have, <laughs> like it doesn't have a spirit. It doesn't have that, that, that spiritual connection to be able to reach, you know, to reach us like that. What do you think? What do you think, Anthony? I mean, <clears throat> we have to understand that you know everything, including the world, the universe, the spiritual world. Everything is there's two sides to it. There's a literal and a 
metaphysical or spiritual Super, thing. Yeah, supernatural. So yeah. A- AI can make you a literal sermon. Like mm-hmm. it can, it can, because all it all it's doing is getting all the information online, right? Combining it and then formulating to whatever parameters you give it. So if you want to say do a sermon on love, it's gonna get all the all the preachings on the all the information about love and then. So it can it can create a sermon for you, a literal sermon, but just like just a good example is just, just like when we read the word of God and we just take a literal, okay, then that's it. That's something that happened in history and right. it, it ends there. But we know that it's the word of God, so it goes there's more than just the literal. It's not just uh David uh took a rock, killed the giant. If we take that literal, okay, there was a young guy, he threw a rock, there was a giant, it hit him in the forehead, he died, he cut his head off. That's it. That's the literal. But if we if we apply it spiritually, we can say, okay, I'll put myself in David's shoes and the Goliath, the giant, the enemy, the thing that's coming against me could be any issue in my life and I'm called to knock it down with the stone who is Jesus Christ is a stone that hits his head and because Jesus is dead. Anyways. So that's the spiritual meaning behind it. Mm. Now, if that's, that that's expressed online, then the, the AI can take that and have that in the sermon. Yeah. But it's not because it produced it on its own. Right. Because it got revelation from God. It's because somebody already said it. So it's just copying and pasting. Right. So, when it when it comes to revelation, it's never going to have that ability because I can read something that I've read my whole life, and God so happened to reveal something to me today when I read that. AI won't be able to do that. All it's doing is these people said this already, so I I can include this in this sermon that I'm doing. So it it can work, but it's not it's not going to bring life to people it's just going to be re- regurgitated information so it's i get your guys point but one of the i mean i agree with you guys in some way but in reality even the bible talks about that there's nothing new under the sun ecclesiastes i pulled it up just to make sure it was ecclesiastes one where it speaks about that there's nothing new under the sun so that perception of using that you know taking david and goliath for example and using that for today's time like we're facing challenges and we need to face our goliath with the confidence that david did that is not a new revelation because there's nothing new like there's nothing new that's going to happen today tomorrow it god is 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 already created everything so ai using that information is the same way as like i've already spoken it's just taking information previously we're not receiving anything new when using that in today's time. So what's the difference from us taking something that we have interpreted individually or from previous? Because we read books when we prepare for preachings. That, right. that is from other people's thought processes, and then we let that influence and create our preachings. What's the difference between we doing that? In, that you know, we read, we read um, commentary. We read you know, um, literature to see what this word means and all this stuff. What's the difference between us doing that and AI doing that? So it's it's we're doing the same steps. Why is AI lessened because of that? Either way. like I said, the AI doesn't have a 
I don't choose to take that verse that you used to apply it to. Okay, there's two main schools of thought. One takes that verse that you read to the max and says, oh, there's nothing new under the sun. God's not revealing anything anymore. Everything is just confirmation. And they, they base their entire existence, their life, their belief in God just on on the physical Bible that we have. The opposite of that is God can still reveal to us stuff that we can read the Bible a hundred times and we're never going to understand it because the Holy Spirit reveals things to us. Remember, the, the Holy Spirit it was given to us to bring us into all truth. Not some truth, all truth. Even in the Bible itself, there's, there's certain places, multiple places where it says, God told me something or God revealed something to me, but he didn't allow me to write it down. So there's stuff that is hidden that's not in the Bible. In, in Revelation, we find that in, in other books that God reveals something to the per, to the author of that book, and he said, I can't write this down. Now, does that mean we're not allowed to know? No. That just means God didn't want him to write it down literally on the pages. Can God reveal that to, to me or you at any time if he pleases? Yeah. So I, I don't take that verse. I don't take it to the extreme as, oh, no, that's it. The Bible is the end all be all. No, because remember, the, the the word of God that the Bible talks about is not talking about the Bible. The word of God is Jesus. So if, if, if we're going to contain Jesus to just uh, a book of 66. So, yeah, so I don't. I So this is smaller books. Then. So I guess I'll disagree. Then I'll pass it off to Edgar. I don't think it's that there's nothing more beyond what the Bible is as in like. Even Jesus says, says it's not my time to uh, to give you all that I know. Even Jesus speaks about that idea that there's more to two things once we pass that you know barrier of sin. And um, But I do think that nothing that would be given would change the characteristics of the Lord. Whatever, whatever additional truths are out there, whatever Moses experienced, you know, these, these, these deepening, uh, deepened relationships or even with... Um, with any of the apostles, anybody that received a vision or whatever it may be that is beyond this world, none of that would change who God is of the Bible. Like it won't out of nowhere become like where God's a lot, like it would illuminate that God's a liar. It would illuminate that God doesn't love us or everything that we would get that's addition that's not in the Bible because we weren't ready for it. Um, wouldn't give us anything new as in a new characteristic of the Lord. We have everything of what we know of the Lord. There might be new wonders or new things that we might experience or see that are beyond our imagination, but it's not going to change who God is. And that's how I, that's how I view it. We'll still get new stories. Like we experienced things that the people years ago never experienced because of technology, because of what we could do, what we see. There's a lot of things that we experience today that they would never experience. So that's new in a sense but it doesn't change that God is love. It doesn't change that God is merciful. Yeah, but it doesn't change. Nobody's it. saying it. Nobody's gonna. No, no one is saying that it's gonna change who God is. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, but what it can do is it can expand our understanding. Because remember, when we read the Bible, you understand things a certain way. Edgar understands. I understand. So it it technically it can change who God is in my perspective. Yeah. Because th that's why there's so many names of God, God El Shaddai, Yohanisi, because they only knew God as the provider. Then he showed them as their banner. So they were, so that's an example of them seeing God in a new way 
So for them, it's something new. Yeah. Even though in God's eternity. Yeah, but it's not new for God, but it's new is, for us. That's what I'm saying. Now. That's what I'm saying. It's not. It's still truth, even though if we don't, if we know it or we don't know it. Like when you grow up, you don't know there's plan oh, yeah, outside, of, but you know it's 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 still true. So that's what I mean. Like we might be illumined, and it, that's what that's what I'm saying. What's the difference from AI taking new information and new insight? I mean, a new perspective of what the Bible says. I mean, the only thing that you would say that's possibility is that we could get something directly divine intervention injected into us that AI is. That's what you're saying, like. AI, yeah, AI, that's what, that's AI can't get a dream and a, a, a vision. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So like, yeah. AI cannot prophet, prophesy for my life. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like, you know. Exactly. So when it comes to like, I know you said it might be work on creating Bible studies, Edgar, and you said it could do that. Where do we draw the line of where AI could play a part? Because if we're going to be, you know in quote quotations, everything should be led by the spirit. Not only preaching should be divine intervention, but how we do our photography, how we do our videography, everything should be like a divine intervention. So if the cases where we're against using it for preaching, sh do you think we should be like banded for everything because it can't do anything, it can't give us God's will? I don't think, especially um, when when it comes to to Bible studies, a lot of it is what's in the Bible, is yeah, exactly like the history in the Bible, and so I don't see it use. I, I, I AI will do a good job at that. You know, it could do a good job. Um, it's just scary for AI. What will tell you that AI is always gonna be. Uh, used in a positive way yeah it doesn't it doesn't know what's right and wrong so it could it could just grab the right. information and give like a false teaching because it doesn't right. it doesn't it might not know it's false that's yeah that's that's why i believe just like edgar said it's going to be used within the church i see it as a tool like mm -hmm. okay create like edgar said create this bible study for me but the 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 responsibility is still on the the teacher or the pastor or the leader who's who's using the tool to go over it and review it because the issue comes when because remember we're called to rely on the spirit for everything yeah so it can't replace god where you're just all right chat gpt or ai whatever produce this for me and you take it straight out of the printer or your tablet and you spill it out and, and you don't review it and match it with what you know with the Bible and what God has told you. So, yes, it can be used as a tool to produce something, but mm -hmm. it's still the due diligence and the responsibility of the leader or the person using it to go over it, make sure. Because like like you just said, Abel, it can – there's so many – that's why the Bible is a two-edged sword. You can use it for good or evil. Mm -hmm. Just as just – as, uh, you can use any part of the Bible for to, to, to create someone, a lie yeah. or the truth. Yeah. So the AI is not going to know that your your church or your denomination or your belief is A, and it's and it's giving you the B theory or the B theology based on that. Yeah, but that's not what you believe. So that's why it's it's good as a tool, but you still have to go and and review it and make sure it aligns with what you're trying to say and what you're trying to Yeah, I think it's interesting because in a practical way, AI could do – I mean, we use AI every day. I mean, our phones use AI every day. So it's it's mm -hmm. it's one of those things like 
it's, it's as technology, I just feel like the Lord's call us in one way to work. And as AI continues to do more things for us automated, it causes us to be less of who God has designed us to be. And I think that's where my biggest worry is. Yes, it could be a little bit more work to read the Bible, to make an outline for a Bible study. But I feel like at certain points, we're meant to just go through that grind, like to feel the okay, like, man, I got to do Bible study again. Like, it's a lot. Like, it's not supposed to be always easy to, you know, do all these jobs. So I think my only worry, even though it could might give us some informational base easy, like, okay, like, when was this Bible written? When, I mean, when was this book written in particular? It could give us the dates. Like, that's something that's not a black, that's black and white in, in certain areas. Or like, but at the same time, should we have to go through that grind? Like, as God called us to be having, like, it sucks, like, but we still got to do it or it could be much easier. That's where, like, it's, it's, that's where I'm struggling with in not only, like, in AI, but, like, in, in general, like, how easy should we make tech, like, how much should we include technology in our lives to make it easier? But if we make it too easy, we lose that dependency and grind or just a vigor or, like, even the Bible talks about, you know, like, you go through struggles because it makes you makes you more perseverant. But if we use all this technology to make life easier, we become less perseverant because we never encounter struggles. I mean, you're you're a big example of the event, and you have you have chickens and stuff like that. It's a lot of work to maintain all that. But I don't have chickens. I eat chicken tenders all the time. That's all I do. Uh, <laughs> so like, it's one of those things. Like, I'm just starting to think like, how much of technology would include, and if we include too much, does it take away our our relationship? But uh, I'll go for you, Edgar, first. What do you think about that line? Um, of even though even especially with kids we we could see that is like how how like how easy do we make their lives and give them everything that we didn't have but if we make it too easy they don't learn to push through and all this stuff so how do you view technology in that sense of things now there should be a whole podcast of being a creator with kids <laughs> um, <laughs> but um but yeah for sure like now we're we're talking about and uh in the Christian community and in anything we do for church, I feel like it cuts that, um, that time with God. Like if you just doing, uh, bokejo, uh, diagram, yeah. let's say AI makes you a diagram for your preaching and you looked over and, Oh, that, that looks good. This is what we're preaching about. I feel like that cut that, that one time you have with God where, you know, go in a secret room. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, but I do agree that it takes away, you know, we have busy, we have busy lives. So sometimes, you know, sometimes I don't know how pastors like to sit down and every Sunday, like bring a preaching with having yeah. a family at home Yeah, and if they, they still have a, a full-time job, well, it's just, it's just rough. It's hard. Yeah. I've seen it firsthand. Um, but in the general, as a general, I think is. It actually helps me out. I mean, um, I just tried uh, AI with a video and it for video editing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it, it did a well job to like, I'm like, okay, this is going a good route. Yeah. Because honestly, I like shooting. I like filming. But to sit down to edit, it takes time, a silence. <laughs> and and it's hard with kids at home. Yeah, and, yeah. It's just rough, you know. Uh, so that does help me as, you know, with my company, I just put AI to edit my stuff, my pictures and, and video. That would really help me out. 
and I I see that a useful tool in a in a general in a, you know, in a more general sense. General sense, but when it comes to church, it's a little delicate because I I don't want to take away that time with God. Yeah. What what do you what do you where do you draw that it's line just, in that, um, Anthony? It's just tough because you know we're in a unique position where we've seen this happen before. Where back then it was just radio, then the TV came out, then you heard preachers saying, "No, the TV is the devil," yada yada, and then years later they were on that same TV that they were saying that was the devil. They were preaching and reaching more people than they would have reached otherwise. And then phones and tablets came out and people use that instead of a paper leather back Bible. And the the church of God hasn't gone anywhere. It's grown, if anything. So at the end of the day, you know, like I said, I don't see a problem it being used as a tool, but at the end of the day, we're called to rely on, on God, the Holy Spirit, to as our as our as our guide. So, if we use it, we can't. It can't be to the detriment of our connection with the with God and the Holy Spirit. So, yeah, I just just like uh, I think it's two things that I've been like kind of thinking about. One, many times we use technology for convenience, like Edgar talked about. You know, it speeds mm. things up because it makes things faster. But I just feel lately I've been kind of really going through this is how busy should our lives be? Like, should our lives be as busy as we as we 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 have it in America in particular? Like, were we designed to be this busy? Like, I've been really especially with now with my daughter being three, I've been really analyzing a work life balance. Like, what's the biblical work life balance? Should I be working all these hours in away from the home, all these things? And uh, because, or should I, you know, perfect world, if I had land and I'm just maintaining land with my daughter and we're doing this together, it's a whole different experience. I'm working as, uh, working with my daughter to grow this food for our own family. So I just think it's one of those things like, yeah, convenience, but why are we so busy that we can't sit down and do something? Why are we so busy that we can't sit down and do this? And then two, even though we have so much exposure, like you said, the, we have our Bible and our phones, I feel even less we read our Bibles. And I think it's one of those things where as we have more access, it becomes less valuable. And I think that's where like again technology could 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 muddle that. We're so we have so much access to services, we have so much access to the Bible that it in in sense and this happens in everything, even in sports, as you add more playoffs teams, just to go into sport analogy, the regular season becomes less important because more people are able to get in there. And I think mm-hmm. as we make things more accessible, at what cost are we doing that? Are we taking away the weight of the Bible? Like, it's not just like this book that we have on our phone or just, you know, it's like, this is like the, like the word of God. Like, this isn't just like this, like little thing. And I think as w- pro, you, you know, you, if people access anywhere, but at con, people, people also could treat it as, oh, this is just an app on my phone. This isn't just an app on your phone. This is this is your life. Like this is life and death and how you treat this, you know, treat this message that the Bible is speaking about. So I think that's where the challenges of, of convenience and using convenience in our life, like how busy should we be? And when we make things too convenient, does it lose the weight that it should carry? And I think that's the, the hard part of it. But when it comes particularly on to AI for tech, uh, 
for photography, Edgar, one of the things where iPhones, competition photography, like all the phones do it, they don't express the image that we truly are capturing. Like when we capture a photo, it change. It tries to guess our uh, skin tones. It tries to make the right. the the light, you know, the the sky look blue. Right. When it comes to just being you know, taking away the Christian part of things, when it comes to doing photography, where do you draw that line of like I'm a Photoshop everything so that everything looks good, and making sure I'm really giving the person what I really captured? Where do you draw that line? I'm sorry. Yeah, no, you're good. So, like, when we do, when we when we take pictures, we edit them to make them look better. Right. We, you know, make them color. We make the dress look brighter. Or, or if we do film, or you know, we edit yeah. and we color grade it. Where do you draw that line of like, I'm editing it to make it look really good, but at the same time, you're as the more edits you do, the less real it is when it comes to what you really captured. So, where do you draw that? Where do you draw that line? This is hard for me because. I, I'm a person that I don't like heavy edits. I used to when I started off. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, when we're starting off, we're like, we don't have expensive equipment, so we go heavy on the edits. <laughs> and I, it's, it's a learning experience. But me, today, day, I, I like storytelling. So I don't like editing too heavy because I, I don't want it to lose the essence. Yeah, the essence of what I'm trying to tell, what the story I'm trying to tell, um, the vision of the client, like whatever I'm creating, I I don't like doing having heavy edits to take away from that. Yeah, that's why it's a little bit hard because I'm not really a heavy editor. Now, so I I keep everything as natural, as natural. Yeah. So like you know. To show the the essence of, of it. the essence of it. Now, when it comes to that, you know, uh, Anthony, of editing and drawing the line. Obviously, we have all these filters on Instagram. We have all these things. At what point does that become uh, vanidad? How do you say? Not it's not vanidad, but like, uh, does it become like self indulgent that you're you're faking something that's really not there, and it becomes a lie to yourself, and you're also taken away from what like God's creation. Do you think there is a, a line that we could pass that we're like not expressing like the truth of God's beauty? I don't know because it's weird because sometimes I've taken pictures where it actually looks worse than what it actually looks in real life in, in person. So then you have to edit to make it look more real. Yeah, yeah. Like it actually is. But obviously there's a point where if you hype up the filters and stuff too much it goes like yeah super exaggerated so i mean I, like, like I, th- I don't think it i don't think it matters it's not gonna I, th- I mean it's just one of those things where like beauty standards have changed because of how much edits there are available like it's not just that like oh we do edit i mean in a grand you know small scope of things that really doesn't matter but as photographer I, as photography becomes when, better yeah. and all this stuff because of that, we're able to take away so much where girls think, oh, per- if I don't have perfect skin, if I have one pimple, like, I'm ugly. And it, it is right. not only, like, in a small thing where, oh, like, let's keep the essence. Like, it does create a, a problem. So in that. When it comes to that, that's the difference we have to establish. When it comes to photography of us, 
then yeah, that comes into play because you know our ego is gonna get there, our vanity, or I, I want to look spotless, yada yada. Now, when it comes to like nature or other things, then that's that's what I mean. It doesn't matter. Like if you want to, if you take a picture of this mountain and you want to buff up the green and make it look and the sky more blue, like yeah. So when it, it doesn't matter, but now when it comes to us, like social media and trying to look perfect, then that's when that ego comes in that self-indulgence that vanity yeah so as so again so as christians should we be using these like should we be just saying this i god made me i have a pimp on my face i don't care (laughs) or should should we like in indulge in these filters that make us feel and also make us express a beauty that's not really there i feel like there's a lot of uh a lot of self-confident where unfortunately a lot of people like showing somebody who they're not um and you see that everywhere in social media christian community not just you know mm-hmm. in general as christians showing somebody who we're not um and i i see that in filters um not just in like appearance but you know showing ourselves like something where we're not in christians yeah so um I do see that a lot, um, but I don't condone it. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? Because you're you're showing somebody. I don't know. I, I mean, I oh, I'm, I, saying, I'm saying you wouldn't condemn wait. it, or you would condemn it. You're saying it. No, 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 no. I would. I I would. I would like. I don't. I don't agree with it. Okay. 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 Yeah. 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 The, the thing is that it's tough because then we go into like where do you draw the line? wearing. Wearing right. makeup as well, so it's like yeah. they can wear makeup but not use a filter. So te- technically, makeup is a filter. So it's like, where do where do we draw that line? Yeah, that, so it's like, yeah, it it's tough because even if we think about it, even like, I guess it all depends on the intention of of our heart. If we're doing it because we don't like how we look or we want to look better, whatever, or or like, for example. With God, he wanted everything the best. He wanted everything wrapped in gold. The mm-hmm. priests wore the most expensive linen, wore gems all over. So it's like, yeah. I guess it just depends on on the on the on your heart whether you're doing it for vanity and stuff like that. So, and as well, I feel like your wife wants to look good for you. Yeah, you know, obviously, you know, yeah, they're gonna. You know, I right I think it's it's one of those things where it's t- especially doing weddings like yeah. not only girls yeah. but guys do the same thing like they want to like have the freshest cut like it's like all these things right. but right. it's and even when I do photography as well it's like one of those things where like we're like we're giving a fake image of who we really are like we're doing this for a day and stuff like that and I think especially like you said like as we do photography and as edits become more accessible like iPhones and phones could like change like do a do one filter and you look like completely different and it looks real <laughs> and i think it's yeah. one of those things where like it's just like you said uh, anthony it's tough to to draw the line because if we say no to filters yeah. makeup is a is a, a physical filter that we we put on yeah and then and you could like it's there's so many layers you could draw the line but i think it's one of those as photographers it's hard because obviously the client wants to feel as good as they possibly can so you're gonna edit like obviously you're not just gonna take a picture if they're like 
have something on their face, you're just not going to remove it. So it's so easy to do it. But it's also one of those, as at least Christian photographers, as we edit more, are we truly, are we indulging in their own, like, are we complicit in their own self-indulgence? You know what I'm saying? Like, if we edit, if we edit because we know that we want them to look good and we're, like, right. falsifying the image, are right. we complicit, are we, in, in, like you said, condoning them using filters to the, for them feel better? I mean, they are paying for professional filters. <laughs> <laughs> so... You know, I'm I'm not a I'm not a big like opening up the screen and taking pimples and all that stuff. I I try to make it as clean as possible. Yeah, I'm not picky with specific like that. But they are paying for a prof I guess a professional job, so they want everything to look good. But sometimes it's like they want everything to look really fake. Yeah, because it's like that's not how you looked at your wedding. <laughs> Like that's so they want to really have clients before where they're like, I want you to remove this and that and this and that. It comes out of the picture, it's like it's just a whole different person, yeah. Yeah, I think it's, wow. I mean, like you said, it's uh, you know, Anthony separates the work from the person a lot, which I don't do as much. Um, mm -hmm. and I just think it's one of those things where like it's our duty as well to make sure not only does that person understand that beauty is who you are but also right. if we continue to be part of the culture of making beauty fake and not real we ourselves are right. playing a part in making beauty not uh, the beauty standards fake right. so if mm -hmm. like you said oh we're just being we're just being paid to do it like let's say we're doing a you know a gq magazine cover or if we're doing a vanity fair uh, cover yeah obviously right. they're going to want it to make sure it looks like the beauty standards of today but if we always do that, are we ourselves taking part of that lie and just continue to make it worse? So I think it's, go ahead, Anthony. Yeah, yeah. My thing is that like, <clears throat> we're not called to change people. Mm. So we're not called to poke them and jab them and be like, oh, look, this is not really you. You have to accept yourself. Like we're not called to change people. We're called to present the gospel and let God change them. And so I don't like, I guess there's a, there's a, like a subtle or smart way to do it. Like hint at them. Oh, like I'm gonna make it look natural. But you know, we, ha at the end of the day, remember we have, we have to represent Christ first. Mm -hmm. And he tells us to do everything to the, to the best of our, our abilities as if it was to him and obviously we're if we're doing something for christ for god we're gonna make it the best make it as perfect as we as we possibly can so that's another way to look at it but also it's like like i said we can't change the person yeah but so. it's like for example if we take a picture of the of heaven we're not photoshopping that we're just gonna take a picture and give it how it is mm -hmm. why yeah yeah but why wouldn't we? Why would we? Why would we do it if we're like God's creation, and if we're viewing like God's creation is perfect, and we're accepting that? Why would we care to do anything else but giving the perfection of God, even if we feel it's not? Shouldn't we? I mean, I'll ask you. Shouldn't we? I mean, I edit my pictures. It's not like I don't edit pictures. I edit my pictures. I do fix it. But like. 
shouldn't we be just giving and standing firm saying as I, even though i'm a photographer i believe everything i capture is god's creation so why should i it's not my responsibility to change it because it's already beautiful it's more be, i can't make anything more beautiful than it already is that's yeah. rough that's not what you're getting paid for though <laughs> oh now now i remember what i was going to say that that's why as christian business people and entrepreneurs we're always overlooked and we don't get the growth that we should get because we're always battling all this and that and looking at the beyond stuff and then that hinders our business from growing because every time we, we got to do some we got to fight with theology and this and that and yeah there's some there's a, there's some stuff that is you shouldn't do like if if they're saying saying like go photo shoot for for like something that is obviously you shouldn't be there yeah. or you shouldn't be doing that but if it's something like because you don't want them to think that you be part of their vanity like you there's nothing that you can do that like their vanity is their vanity and that's between them and god and god's gonna like yeah you can be like you can influence them in a certain way, but at the end of the day, like you can only do so much. You can't change the person's heart. And so. This, this, um, this might be <laughs> hated by women, but this comment, but women are never happy with themselves. <laughs> <how they look. laughs> like, you know, so they could try to look, you know, how they look, but at, then they look at it, take a picture, like, I don't know, like, I don't know, like, do something with my face, you know, or like, or do something, you know. And, and the daily I work, I, you know, I work with a lot of, uh, in the studio where we do a lot of headshots, we do a lot of portraits. Yeah. And every time you show the pictures and we do prints, and when they look at it, they're like, I oh, know, I don't like this, I don't like that, I don't like this. So it's hard because it's like, especially if they're not Christian and we, <laughs> we come with that stance, you know, that. You are God created you. You're like beautiful, this. girl. I'm paying for you to make me look. But let's just better. take out the non-Christian. If we're doing a wet, right. if we're doing a Christian wedding, let's just go like Christian to Christian. Okay, okay, Christian. And they're like the same way. They're like, <laughs> edit me to the to the to the upteenth. Shouldn't we be like? Shouldn't there be a line? Be like, girl, like, do you not understand that you're beautiful? Like. I know you're just saying like we're just doing this, but I know you're saying it's God to change their heart. But even in preachings or like if we're if we have a friend, yeah, God's gonna change their heart. But if we have a friend that we know is struggling with self confidence and always doing this, as a friend we would tell them, hey, don't do yeah, you need to find That's God. Right. So we do at some point try to encourage change. Obviously, God's the only one to do it, but we do stand firm and say, hey, this is wrong or this is right. If we know someone is doing something completely wrong, we we'll call them out if we're a friend. So what? So what's the difference between a friend doing it and photographers saying, hey, listen, especially if you know they're believers. I mean, obviously, every person has their own style. So some like, for example, Edgar, you don't like you said, you don't over edit. So they already know you don't do that. So if they're hiring you. They know what type of style you're doing anyways. Yeah. But in general, shouldn't we as the Christian community, shouldn't we automatically be like, OK, we're not as a as a whole community be like there's a certain edit we're not going to surpass because we're taken away from God's beauty and trying to interpret make our own 
but it's it's the way you say it too to them well, that it doesn't come off like saying you know like like bro <laughs> yeah you don't you're just gonna offend them more it's yeah offend bro, them. yeah you don't want to offend them yeah, yeah. with saying <laughs> like no, i said no, bro fine as you are like there's examples where god wanted the best like for example bring me a sheep with no blemish he created the one with blemish so mm-hmm. he should accept any of them no but he wanted the perfect one that was perfectly white no little so even god yeah but that that blemish then that sheep did exist in real world it's not like they photoshop or painted a one that had blemish it's basically like in your it's like saying i have them a blemish let me paint them all white and then give them to the lord that's fake it's not a real it's not a real white white thing no, but he created the one with the blemish too. So why can't he accept the one? Because that was your argument that whatever he created is perfect and beautiful. So yeah, it's it's and and the Bible says the Bible says like for example, if we're fasting, don't go out looking like a psycho. Go wash your face, clean up, make yourself look good. So no, so there's instance in the Bible where you're told, hey, look better. I want the better thing. I want the nicer looking thing. So, yeah, I mean, it's unless you're going to be like, no, I'm not going to I'm not going to do your session because you're too ugly you're too, and, and then I'm going to have to edit too much. <laughs> it's just one. Of the, it's like it's tough because you want everyone to feel beautiful and all skin, but also people could be, quote unquote, ugly out of their own undoing. Like people sometimes don't take care of themselves or people sometimes they feel they feel less confident because of like their weight. And that's not something that's because of their own doing. Like they're they're either they feel like that because of their own doing. So I think it's so just edit it out. <laughs> so it's it's one of those things. Where, it it's one of those things where like a, it's not your fault either. It's their fault for for feeling like that. But it it is something that I've thought about. Like, yeah, how do we how do we tap into that and draw that line of as even as we post our own photos or as we edit photos, how do we? how do we kind of decide decide that it's it's, it's a it's a hard line because like you said there's digital yeah. filters there's physical filters and we accept one and how come we can't accept the other what i would say is that like have a conversation with them if if you want to do the like the you know the jesus talk with them and and help them out and lift them up like have the conversation with them like hey i'm i'm not a heavy editor i feel like showing the natural beauty so here let me show you with a light edit because you know like encourage them that way but don't be like i'm not gonna do any edits period like still leave that door open if they still request it but yeah. you know show them in a subtle way like, yeah it's look this looks good even with a little bit of like right. yeah, right. yeah it's, it's, we have to be wise you know no listen i was i was when i took my pictures i was trying to pose i was ch- show my chest out so i i get it but it's it's you want to look the best for your wedding but at the same time like you said edgar sometimes we we overdo it and then we not only in just weddings but like everyday pictures is becoming more and more common because edits are so much more available mm-hmm. and i think not only as the photographer but as every christian not just woman like there's a certain mm-hmm. line that we should understand that we're beautiful in itself and filters aren't as needed um talking about weddings though edgar uh a lot of times you know i've done weddings i've, I've had my own wedding Many Christians go extra crazy on their wedding because it's their day. Right. What is your view of that? Like, oh, it's my wedding day. I can get loose. And then they go crazy. They start twerking on their wedding day. Because it's, what are you like? Okay, 
where do you draw that line of in that sense of things of like okay i'm a christian it's my day i'm supposed to have fun and then they just go do whatever they want like do you think like there should be a line there as well like should we continue quote unquote what we believe is right and wrong um i have nothing against like um like in a wedding they put like you know macarena or they put like you know different songs that may not be christian it's yeah. just like the electric slide party, yeah party music you know that people go and you know they get you know they dance and stuff now there is a line like you know when it gets to the point of twerking i think that's where <laughs> <laughs> that's where it gets a little you know because i've done a lot of christian weddings mm. and it's funny because i seen pastors leave like because they, they always because they know because they know, <laughs> but like, let me leave before the loose parts come. Yes. Like so they leave, you know, and 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 some weddings they some go overboard, um, but I feel like there's nothing wrong with dancing, having fun in your wedding, um, but there is a line where we don't cross where you know it gets a little too wild because we're <laughs> you know we're Christians. Yes. Yeah. And they, and there is non-Christian in that wedding as well. You know, there might be non-Christian people where they see you and it gets too wild. They're like, oh, so that, that's okay to do as a Christian? Like, Yeah, it's, it's you know, I, like you said, I've done Christian weddings and I'm like, well, what? I thought you were a Christian. And they're like, they're like going crazy. Um, it, I mean, I had, I mean, I did something crazy in my own wedding. So, I mean, I have not much to talk, but it's... Where, Anthony, I mean, you had your wedding at church, so, um, and your reception at church. How do, how do you view that uh, experience of like, it's my wedding. I want to have fun. I want to enjoy it. It's a party. Even in the Bible, it was a party. Like, how do you view that? Like, putting that together. I'm a Christian, but I want to have fun. Type of thing. Um. First of all, a shot. All the pastors will leave early. The oh, the. One wedding that we see in the Bible that when Jesus attended, it didn't say he left early. <laughs> so if we so if we want to be Christ-like, stay for the whole thing. There you go. And it was even worse. He turned water into wine and he drank too. So anyway, that's <laughs> yeah. another topic for another day. But and they got loose. So yeah. Um, the issue here is that that's like the Bible doesn't like. <laughs> There's no criteria. I mean, what we know is that the Bible says to don't we can like, for example, it says you can get angry, but don't let it cause you to sin. So it's I say it's the same thing. Like, yeah, you can have fun and stuff, but if it's causing you to sin or you to be a, a, a stumbling block for someone else, a stone for somebody else, then, that's you know, you have to be cognizant of that. But uh, yeah, I mean. At the end of the day, we're adults. We make decisions, but we're called to be Christ-like in all situations, whether it's your your most selfish day or not. Um, are you being Christ-like? So I feel like that that was God allowed that to be actually put into the Bible. To show us that you know we can have fun and stuff without sinning. But even Song of Solomon, um, it was like a three-day party. Song of Solomon, like it was exactly. It's it's, yeah. it's 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 one of those things that like 
we correlate fun only to the world. And because of that, to create something that's fun, we start doing things of the world. But yeah. if we realize that, I mean, if we just bring fun that God is the creator of fun, then if we could still stay in the parameters of Christianity and still enjoy our time. And I think that's where yeah, exactly. many people are like, oh, like Christianity is boring. It's only church and it's only service. It's only praying. And because of that, they're like, I need to do what the world does to feel fun. And it's, yeah. and I think it's, it's one, they're misunderstanding, but I think it's two, the church itself, like you said, pastors leave because they make it seem like, oh, if you're around me, you can't like joke around. Like they're holier yeah, than like, everybody else. Like you cannot joke around around a pastor. You can't have fun around. And I think one, not only pastors do it, but the church itself creates experience of like, oh, you can't have fun here. Like you can't do anything here, but just that pray and praise the Lord because of that. Right. Immature, not immature Christians, but Christians think, okay, like the only way I can have fun is now I have to do stuff that the world does because that's the only that's the only mm-hmm. experience they have. Like the church doesn't many many churches don't do anything ever fun, so they don't know what Christian fun looks like because there's no experience to that. So I think, yeah, yeah and that's that's why they go wild, yeah, like yeah. In, in their weddings or like if they if they leave the church and just go to the world, they go super. They're worse than the people who were there. Is because being suppressed so long and, oh, no, you can only do this. You can't do that. Church, uh, Christians aren't supposed to have fun. This and, mm-hmm. and then they just explode and then go crazy. Yeah, and I, I I think even, like, with my daughter, like, bringing it to just my daughter, like, it's one of those things where, like, that's what I try to, like, as we go out, we try to show, like, let's, we have, like, we have fun. Like, we could do this. We could do that. Like, Edgar had a yeah. Star Wars uh, birthday for his kid. And he was, uh, he was, so I think it's one of those things as a church, as parents, as leaders, we need to show what Christian fun looks like. And if we do that, we, I feel like less likely we would go crazy in weddings because we would already know what Christian fun looks like. And I, I think that's the, mm-hmm. the, the hardest part. And, and your church, I think does, a, I feel like a great job of that. Cause you guys have a lot of like events and your events aren't just like yeah. giving out tratados. Like you're not giving just tracks out. Like you're like, you have a splash, like yeah. you have a splash pad. You have all these things, and it's like, okay, like we could do this at a church event. Like it's not just like preaching. All and the time. that's the thing, we're called to be in community. Right. How how are you going to relate to somebody in the world mm-hmm. if if everything is black and white? And this is what Christians do. This is what not Christians. There's no like intermingling. Yeah, they're never going to come because yeah, you think it, you think if Jesus didn't go to any of the dinners. Of anybody's house, any weddings or anything like that, he would have been able to relate to the people. No, they would. Oh, this is just another Pharisee. Like, no, he went to prostitutes' house to have dinner. He went to taxpayers' houses to have dinners. He went to weddings. He he was always with them. Yeah. Did it say he sinned? No. Mm-hmm. But he was still there. He still had fun. He still participated in. It, but obviously, yeah, it's always being a model. It's. It, I believe Jesus had fun and. He he did have fun. They just they paint him as somebody that was like, like yeah yeah yeah. yeah. It's funny, because but 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 if you see the Pharisees say, "Oh, you're going to dinner with prostitutes and these sinners," and so <laughs> they they saw that he was doing something. Yeah, like I done churches where I mean weddings. Um, I done weddings where the the they rather than dancing, they sing MAE songs. <laughs> And, and I was like, no, cool. Like that's, 
that's how you want to put up for and the view of other persons like they're like oh this is serious serious like this yeah is this is a, a worship service they're about to like preach and do an altar call right. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i don't see anything wrong with you know yeah a, a little bit of fun not not to go extreme just yeah you know. i mean even jesus said himself like uh uh he talked about you know John the Baptist, he didn't drink, he didn't do nothing, you judge him. I drink and I hang out with you guys and you still judge me. It's like Jesus himself. Like People are going to find me. People are going to find him, but like you said, like people go to the extreme. Either they want a church service in their wedding or they just go too crazy. But like you said, yeah. there's just no exposure of, of, of knowing like, okay, this is what you, what, what you need to do. Um, to kind of just wrap up on the photography thing is, like you mentioned, Edgar, you've done Christian weddings and non-Christian weddings. Um, me and Anthony have a big disagreement on this one, and I just want to see what you, we. So, just Anthony separates the work from the person. I think the what the work as much as possible. The work, oh, okay. the work of the, what the person does is their job. Is not who they are. And especially in creative space, I disagree with that. I think your work is who you like. Your work is part of who you are. It identifies who you are. Like, like when you, well, as in, for example, let's go like for photography in particular. The weddings we do is an expression of what we believe. If we do any type of wedding that we would that in outside of uh, outside of the scope of being a photographer, we would we would condemn their actions their what they their lifestyle. If we do if we do those type of weddings consistently, I feel like that's part of what we, we're expressing. That's our message because our work is part of our message. Like when we do photography, that's our expression of how we spread the gospel as well in some way. So how do you view that of like, I'm just a hired man, I do a wedding, it doesn't matter what they do, I'm just here to do photography. And, or when it comes like, yes, I'm a photographer, but at the same time, I have these values and I can't take part in every type of wedding because I know at, at the end of the day, there's certain core values that I can't condemn. Like you said, I can't just be in agreement with you. If I'm, if I'm doing this, I just feel like if you do a wedding of a lifestyle you don't agree in, in a sense, because you're doing a wedding, you're saying that lifestyle is okay. Because I'm okay. I'm taking part of capturing your love story. So if I'm taking part of that, I'm just saying that your love story is a good love story. So I there's, you know there's, there's certain weddings that I would say no to or, or sessions I would say no to because I'm not going to help you express that part of your life because I think that part of your life is wrong. How do you draw that line? I have lost a lot of jobs because it's something i didn't agree with now i word i'm just going to talk a little bit general but like let's say a sample uh a, a job like a like a linger a lingerie what is this called lingerie lingerie lingerie, lingerie. lingerie yeah whatever bordeaux, so bordeaux like yeah like, our model is too exposed um like jobs where it's stuff that i don't agree with of doing like I have lost a lot of business uh, on stuff like that. They have asked me to do uh, music videos where it's profanity or, or this. It's hard because I'm a filmmaker, but I'm a Christian. I'm a I, I'm a Christian film filmmaker. Like that's the way I see it. Mm. Like if you give me a music video that is just talking dirty and and all this stuff, I just don't. I don't partake in that. I don't take that job. Yeah. You know? Now, when when weddings, 
it's hard sometimes because I don't know what I'm expecting on this way. Yeah, they could be the yeah, yeah, I agree what you're saying. I can't ask them, hey, what's your lifestyle? <laughs> I just wanna for the contract. Yeah. Like, Part of the questionnaire that I'm gonna have you fill out is what you believe yeah. <laughs> what are your thirteen right. thirteen yeah. beliefs here? Right. But if I could if I if I had I could know that what's gonna happen in that wedding is something I don't agree with. I it's something that I wanna you know, I wanna partake in and and accept for you know, to do that wedding. Yeah. Um, it's just something. I, I know there's a lot of people where uh, they'll take any job because the pho- photography, 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 like, yeah, yeah. you know. But there's something, you know, the spirit in you and the Holy Spirit takes over. And yeah, you it's know, <clears throat> you, you see both sides. You see Christian, Christians that do both like that that separate themselves yeah. from the work that like, I'm just hired this, this is my job. I do it, right, I, right, I right. do it, I do it, I don't, I don't. Um, right. Like for example, plumbers, plumbers do non-Christians and Christians. They do, right. they, they do right. people that do, long, like they do at anybody's house. They're just a plumber. Right. So p- some people right. look at it like that. But I think when you, when you are a creator, it's different because you are creating something for someone that expresses yeah. a message. When you make a film, you're telling a story. When you take photography, you're telling a story. Or when you preach, or when you're a public speaker, where like a preacher is, you're telling a story. So I think when you, when you tell stories, that's an expression of the gospel in a sense. Mm-hmm. And I think it, you could, when you express in the wrong way, you could end up pers- giving the wrong message. Uh, Anthony, I know you, oh, go ahead, Edgar. And some, something I'll point out, and as well, you are helping them. Tell their story. Because you, you, you know, you're, if you're the one that directing or, or, you know, doing video, you're helping them in this. So you are part of what comes out of this. Yeah. Oh, well, that as well. I think it, it affects me. Well, well uh, um, Anthony, what do you, what are your stance? I know you are, we've talked about this before. Yeah. What I would say is that like, I understand the wedding piece of it. Cause, um, I mean, I only really understand one scenario, which would be like homosexual marriage. But like, other than that, I don't see where it would. Because the, the wedding itself is a celebration of, let's put that aside for now. If it's a, what other, what other scenarios would it be something you guys wouldn't do? Like, if you know, if you know they're gonna go like crazy like they're just they're just no regard of morality like for example we said mention twerking like there's there's a certain line christians wouldn't pass so if we're gonna draw that line then that line is either is is wrong if they're christian or not christian we just think that they shouldn't someone shouldn't do that so it's not just about the their stance of sexuality but it's also the lifestyle they're gonna bring in this wedding is and we're capturing that so we're capturing people going crazy getting drunk we're capturing people going dancing doing dance provocative dancing you're, you're gonna see all these things and we're gonna have to capture that to tell that day and it's that's where we're helping them express that and tell that story but how how are you helping them express that because we're capturing it so our job, no, no. our job is to you're capturing it. They're still expressing. No, because the expression comes from from them, not from no. It's you. from us because the way we capture certain angles helps tell the story. We're not just clicking any, and we we have to click at a certain time. You have to take a picture, and that helps 
you do when and when you let's say you take two thousand pictures, you're gonna pick certain ones that are gonna help them remember. Oh, this is what happened, or help them remember. This is what happened, because you took it at a certain angle. You took a certain person doing something crazy at the right time, and that helps them mm-hmm. tell that story of their day. So when someone online sees their wedding day, they're gonna be like, "Oh wow, that person went crazy," or that person had a very chill wedding. You're the one telling so, the story of what's happening. Yeah. So the so the question is why why is that why is that held to that standard and not anything else? I think anything like, anything I, creative helps to that. I would hold to that. Anything that helps yeah. anything that you're telling a story, I would hold to that standard. Filmmaking, yeah, public but, speaking, uh, musician, I would hold because when you let's say you're a public based on what though? Based your your opinion is based on what? What do you mean? My opinion of creativeness, of 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 that being for those specific areas. Why, why, why does it have to be? Why, for example, if I'm a carpenter and a non-Christian, Hire, let's say a rapper, hires you to build a strip club, I would I would say no to that. No, no. hires me to build a building. I build a building, and then it so happens to be a strip club. I didn't, I, I didn't play it. I, what I did is created a building. Yeah, but if you if if you don't know, like Edgar said, there's certain weddings that you don't know you're walking into something crazy. But if you know that building's gonna become a strip club, and you're the plumber or the the construction worker, or the general contractor to build that building, you're indulging in that space. Like you're 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 playing part and making sure that's a, you're expressing that story. Yeah, but you're, that's still your job. Your job is to create a building. The use of the thing doesn't matter. It does Remember, matter. No, it doesn't. Because the, the, the thing is still a thing. For example, there's there was cups that were used for daily use, and then there was cups that were anointed to be in, in the tabernacle and the temple. Yes. It doesn't... There's still a, fa- there's still a cup. It doesn't make it any greater. We're... In, we're not any greater than okay. I give it. I, I give an example. An, I have an anointing on me. I'm not greater than my brother that doesn't have an anointing. I'm just. I just have an anointing. But we're still the same. The same. The cup is a cup. I give an example. Aaron, when he built the golden, the golden, the golden lamb, was wrong for doing it, even though he was told by his people that he was leading to do it. He was. Yeah, he was that, wrong. That, he was wrong to do it. Because he played part in their own disbelief of what's happening. That he, yeah, yeah, he but pl- that's that's an idol. That's 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 a sin. Idolatry is a sin. So that's what we we, we talked yeah, about he, earlier. But you could if you something could, is causing you to sin, then but you could say he just built a golden calf. They do whatever they want with that. You could say the no, same no. thing. The, you no, built a building. They they they, 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 they knew- strip or don't strip. Who cares if they strip? Like that's not. You could no. say the same thing. No, you can't. What do you think, Edgar? Bu- building a building is not idolatry. Yeah, but he did. Me, honestly. Huh, go ahead. Go ahead, Edgar. Uh, yeah, continue. No, go ahead. Hey. I just think that it's one of those when you take certain work and you become part of their story. Yeah. It is important what story you're telling. Mm. There's certain things. If I take a picture of a tree. You're not. You're telling pictures of a tr- of just nature, but like you said, when you take pictures of people's days or people's lives, or when you're paying taking right. part of that, mm-hmm. you are part of that journey with them. Like you're you're joining them to help them 
you tell them to post certain, you're, you're helping them express it in a better way. When you do, when you do a video, he's not going to just let the rapper do whatever he wants. He's going to tell him, hey, do this, let's do this scene. If it's a song about girls dancing and the rapper only wants to do it in a tr uh, next to a tree, he might tell, you know, as a good filmmaker, you'd be like, let's get some girls to dance. Like, that's part of your job to help them express the song in a better way. So when you, when you do these creative spaces, when you're a public speaker, it's you end up becoming part of their journey. And I think that's in, important to understand as Christians to make sure what story are we telling through our work? And I, I, and I, and it's, it's sucks. I feel like in certain ways, cause it's, there's much more exposure to non-Christians doing certain work, but mm -hmm. even like, let's say the tabernacle, tabernacle, it, you know, when they first started building it, it talks about the spirit of the Lord came over them to be able to build these things. <clears throat> Why? Because it was certain to, ex to express God's story. So I, I just think that's super important because you become part of it. Like the people that build the tabernacle are written in the Bible because they were part of that journey of going from nothing to creation of the tabernacle. Edgar, you have something to say? No, I I agree with you with that. Um, it's just, there's just jobs that I don't want to be part of because the message there are, you know. The weddings like we've talked about, it's just hard because we don't know what we're going to encounter ourselves with. But if if I know I'm encountering myself with a crazy wedding where there's a lot of drinking, cursing, and it's just crazy. If I can avoid it, I will avoid um, doing a job like that. I've been in the middle of it where they, they, they're giving me alcohol while I'm taking <laughs> pictures and I'm like, um, I'm working here. Like, you know, so if I could have avoided like being a little too crazy, I would avoid it as a Christian. Um, but that's just the way, you know, and the I, way I see it. And I think that we do that with our, as Christians, we do that in our daily lives. Like, yeah. yes, we we go out, even Jesus went out to be around sinners, but it was for a yeah. purpose. It wasn't like he was just hanging. Like, there's a difference between hanging out with sinners for a, uh, to build a relationship, to bring them to the Lord, and then just mm -hmm. living with their lifestyle and just becoming part of their lifestyle. I think there's a certain line where we end up just, affirming their sin instead of trying to bring them away from their sin and i think right. yeah but the, my point is that the only way to bring them from their sin is to be there if you're not there you're never gonna have the opportunity yeah but as a like as i said a, if it if it's not causing you to sin right then you're not doing anything wrong yeah it's not if it's causing you to sin yourself then we have a problem no but i think our lives are more than what we what if it causes us to sin I think as yeah, a but, as a photographer, so, so then, as a photographer, it's not our place. Like you said, with the beauty thing, it's not our place to tell them, "Hey, you're beautiful. I'm not going to edit your pictures." Exactly. We don't. Have, so we don't. We lose. That. We lose our same a little bit more. And because of that, being a photographer doesn't give you the opportunity to tell them not to do this. But in the other way, it it forces you to say, "Do it," because I need to take this picture. It it does the opposite effect. So then you end up saying, "Hey, do this," even though I'm Christian. I'm gonna say, "Hey, go do this." Because it's going to make the picture better. And it causes right. you to affirm their sin instead of condemning them and bringing them to the light. If I was there at the wedding and I wasn't a photographer, most likely if I'm at the wedding, it's because I have a good relationship with them. And because I have that pre-built relationship, I could probably bring them away from that. But as a photographer, if, if they start going crazy, you can't be like, hey, you should find God. You just got to be like, go more crazy. I need to take this picture. 
it's it does right. the opposite effect. Yeah, because as a photographer, our job is to take pictures, images of the story, what's going on. It's not to tell them what they're doing wrong. So yeah, like that's the, the way. The, yeah. yeah, the most important thing here is that we have to. We're we're using these two words interchangeably, but they're not interchangeable. They're two different things. The word work and job, and that's that's what we have to understand. What is a job and what is work? If we don't understand that, then yeah, we're gonna be yeah, arguing over. I think it's it's one of those things like you said. It's as Christians. I mean, I don't think there's a biblical verse that would give us the right answer. But as Christians, how you view those two positions does change how you view all these scenarios. I view everything we do as part of who you are. So if you're a plumber, that's part of your experience. If you're, if you're, no. whatever it is, it's it's part of who you are. I don't view anything, any job, as a separate part. As as like you have a job and then it just is you. I think you and your job, because the idea would be, in a perfect world, everything we do, we all play a role in the body of Christ. So mm -hmm. our role is our our you know our you know cells play a job. So each of us have a uh, a role to play in the body of Christ, and that role is what in physical in a physical world is our job, quote unquote. So I think every person has a divine quote unquote job, and I don't think we could separate. No, that's work. That's what I'm telling you. The divine stuff that we get from God, that's our work. Our job is what we do secularly. Jesus. I don't think there's a difference. Example. No, no, and I'm telling you there is. Jesus' job was a carpenter, but that wasn't his work. His work, he says it multiple times, I'm here to do the work the Father has sent me. I'm here to work on my Father's kingdom. Work, work, work. Yeah. That wasn't his, his job was carpentry, and his work was being a prophet, being a... No, I, a, I would disagree with your point difference. there. At that time, he was a carpenter. He was a carpenter. At the time, no, he was... He, he, he didn't stop being a carpenter. Where the Bible does not say that he stopped being no, a carpenter. No, what, what I'm saying is... His carpentry isn't separate from him. Jesus was a carpenter, and he was this. It wasn't he was a carpenter by yeah, day and, a, and a, a, no, a, a... That's not what I'm saying. Uh, what I'm saying, his job was a carpenter, and his work was bringing the kingdom of God. Yeah, but who is... They who's, exist. Who's to say but that carpentry, carpentry and, wasn't and, part of that? You're, it was. It was his job. No, I'm saying who's to say that, that, that being a carpenter wasn't part of God's plan to bring the kingdom. You're separating it as it wasn't part of his as a, of his ministry. Who's to say that wasn't? But who's the, but it it wouldn't make any difference. If he was a carpenter, a fisherman, that's that's the point of a job, doesn't matter. You can change from job to job and your work that God has called you to do isn't going to change. Your work is your calling. Your job you can be a carpenter or tomorrow you can become a plumber and your work is still the same. Yeah, but that your work that God called you to be is still going to be the same. Your job you can change from job to job, and your work is still the same. Yeah, but it's you can it's leave, still a you can leave the bank today, and and start a different job, and your work is still the same work. It doesn't change because the work comes from God, and our job is the the secular thing that we do to yeah, to make no, money. I think I think we're explaining it different and we're viewing it different. No, no. So then, so if your work is photography, then you, what you have to do is leave your job, which is the bank. And dedicate all your energy to your work. No, that's this, my this point. is what I'm saying. That's why we can do. That's why we can do two things at once. That's why we can do our job and our work at the same no, time. This, that's why Jesus was our carpenter and the Son of God. Both. At this the same is what time. I'm saying. They're two separate things. So I agree with you 
our jobs are a method of what we are supposed to do. Like, and in general, after Jesus passed, our sole job is to preach the gospel and love our neighbors. No, that's our work. That's our work. Or, work. That's our work. Let's just use, just use your terminology. No, no. We have to. It's, it's work. Okay. If, if we don't understand the difference between the things, that's the our work. But everything gonna, that yeah. we do is in correlation of that ultimate work. So when I do photography, I do photography to be able to preach the gospel and love my neighbor. When I'm at the bank being a business banker, even though what what is my let's say your work what you do for a job filters from what you what your what your work is. And all our work is the same. Everyone after Jesus has the same work, quote unquote. Everyone's supposed to do two things. Correct. Spread the gospel, spread the kingdom and and love our neighbor. That's our work. Correct. But our jobs are a filter to do that, it's a, it, it's, it's a method. That's why you said we, I could be a banker today and I could go ahead and be a, no, a cleaner. No, no. But when I'm a cleaner, when I clean, it's the sole purpose to spread the kingdom and to love our neighbor. So when I'm a photographer, if I'm not doing my work through photography, I'm failing at doing my work, which is spreading the gospel. So when I'm at a wedding and I'm helping someone or if I'm doing a music video, even though I'm doing my job, I'm not doing the job in for the right purpose. The ultimate purpose of any role, plumbing, anything like that, is only to be able to show God, show the love to our neighbor, and express the kingdom. And I think that's no, where, not. that's where we're that's having that disconnect. Like I don't think our yeah, job yeah, exactly. is 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 separate from our our work in a sense. Like we only do this to be able to do two things, and that's that's where I would say, uh, Edgar, you have any? No, no, cause, yeah, go ahead. Edgar, anything you have to say to that? <laughs> <laughs> but you guys both have good points. But, no, like, we need you to decide. No, <laughs> no, no. The, yeah, the thing is that he's. The, our job is not the filter that our work is the filter. Our job is a tool that we're using because remember the only reason we have jobs is because we live in a society that's built around money. No, Adam had a job. It, no, he had work. He didn't have a job. Work comes from God. We already established this. His work was to multiply, name the animals, cultivate. I mean, Remember, that's a zookeeper. Word, the word job, the word job was created with this world of money and, and stuff. I think that's a work and job is two separate things. I would disagree. Like I said, I, I agree like with what you're said, saying, but I would you, disagree that you it's can change your job. That that's not going to change your work. Yeah, it's not going to change your ultimate purpose, but your which is your work? Yeah, the work that God put in. Exactly, it. which we all exactly. have the same purpose. You can have any job; it doesn't matter. If you stop working at the bank, your work is not going to change. Your job may change because that's yeah. Let's here let's on change your job. Do you agree? Work and purpose are similar, and you could, you could interchange them. Work and purpose. Yes, not a job. Yeah, work and purpose. Well, work is your purpose. That's what okay. I'm saying. Work and purpose. So is, that's what I'm saying. Your anything, any job you do, you have to filter it through your purpose. What do you mean? Like so, when you right, when you when you when I use like say tool, when I use this tool, I'm using this tool for my sole purpose. Like I, I'm all I this tool is for yes. We subjugate our job to exactly help us do our so work. exactly. But so that, that's, but the job itself if can, I'm going to a, if I'm going to a point. wedding or if I'm doing a music video, which is my tool, I need to make sure I'm using this tool for the sole purpose of expre expressing God's gospel and showing God's love. So, so if I'm so, using this tool, so my question would be, how does that look like? How does using photography for his purpose? How does how would that look like in today's world? 
I think it's important. That way we can help a bunch of photographers. How how does that look in today's world? I think it's important in a few ways. I, I, well, there's so much genres of photography, so I think that's hard. So let's just stick to like wedding and portrait photographers because that's, that's what we both do. Mm-hmm. So in wedding portrait photography, I think it's important, as, as going back to the scribe point, I think it's important to keep and make record to show what true love looks like in this world. So when we do a wedding, a quote-unquote Christian wedding, we're able to show other people what fun looks like in Christianity and what love really looks like in expression in that ultimate beautiful day. When we do a, a family photo shoot, we're able to show what true nucle- what a family nucleus looks like as Christians. And we're, when, we do these, when we do these sessions, we're able to show people what love looks like between a father and a son. When we do a father and uh, son shoot or a father and daughter shoot, we're able to show what really fatherly love looks like or a, mother, a Mother's Day shoot. We're able to do that. So as, when you do a wedding and portrait, let's just stick to that and family. I think as Christians, one of our duties to be able to show that purpose, one of the ways to do that is to show God's love is real in people. That when we, when God talks about loving our neighbors, we're able to truly do that by showing what love really looks like in a tangible way. Like people could really feel, okay, man, this is what this is what a wedding, oh, oh, a wedding through God's, what God is the center. This is how it could feel and look like. This is how a family that's united could really look like. And we're able to fix, or in a quote-unquote, to fix the broken view of what family should be. We fix the broken view of what a wedding should be. Fix the broken view of what beauty would be, going back to the edits. And I think as photographers, if you, that's what you do. Obviously, there's like fashion. And in fashion, you could say the same thing. When you take pictures and you're a Christian photographer, you're able to show what modesty could be in a cool way. You're able to show, yeah. you know, you'll say no to certain like lingerie shoots because you want to show right. modesty in a Christian way. If you do right. music videos and you're a music artist, you're able to show if you're in a rap genre. Let's just say that because we all like oh, rap. When you do that music music video, you're able to say, hey, this is what a Christian music video to have fun, jam out, be with your friends, do all these things. You're able to show that through the lens of God's love and God's kingdom. So I think mm-hmm. there's practical ways you could do this and if you're just saying hey i'm gonna do anything you're 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 taken away from saying the right story and i think that's what's important in the end of the day we're supposed to say the right story which is god's love god you know god's gospel god's kingdom and then be able to show love to our neighbors edgar you want to add to that no I, i i like what you said i mean if you're just there for the money like i'll do whatever I'll do whatever for the money. That's when I feel is like a job. Like if it's something that I do and I wanted to represent who I am through what I do, you know, like whenever they look me up, they see my jobs, they know who I am. Now, depending on the things that I have done, then they can kind of like tell me, okay, this guy does this, this guy does that. But... I do believe that whatever I do, I wanted to to que sea bien bajo los ojos de Dios, like you know. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> you that know looks see, it looks good in the, the eyes of the Lord. That, yeah. See, that's the point I wanted to get to because mm-hmm. first, like I said, first step is to establish whether a thing is our job or our work. Then, once you decide whether it's our job or our work, then what is the intention of our heart? Mm-hmm. For example, I can say I don't do those weddings, but my intention is 
it's gonna have my watermark and I don't want I don't want people seeing that stuff and what are they gonna think about me? So are we doing it for our self righteous so people don't don't talk about us or look at us in a bad way because we wanna look good in front of other people because right. we're Christian? Or are we truly doing it because God is pushing us not to do certain things? Mm. And that that can that can go to every, any any job or any work that we're doing. Mm-hmm. Are we truly holding ourselves from doing things because we don't want other people to see us and, and think bad about us, or are we truly listening to what God is telling us? It's it's whether He told us not to do a certain thing. kind of wrap, but I think it's it's hard, more harder than ever because the yeah. the line is so much more blurred in Christianity and what's not what's Christian and not what's not Christian and it's it's so hard to be able to draw a strong line because who are we to say at the ultimate like where do we draw that line it's really hard because a lot of what we do nowadays is not in the bible like mm-hmm. so it's like how do we correlate to like obviously there was much easier i mean in their times like retroactively because we're seeing it from the past it was so much easier to see like this is wrong like and this is right like Right. But we're we're seeing it from the future to the I mean from the present to the past. So I think it's we only can be judged by uh, we're only gonna know after years down the road if we what, what we decided was right and wrong because it'll be come to fruition. We'll see the fruits of this. We'll see the fruits of what we bear, and I think that's ultimately what happens. What fruits are being produced by our actions? Well, we can only know that days, weeks, months, years down the road. So it's hard to say what I'm doing right now. My stance is right. I might be bearing bad fruit or I may be bearing, but it's, yeah, hindsight's 2020. Yeah. yeah hindsight's 2020. So at the ultimate at the end of the day, uh, don't edit your pictures of your photographer. <laughs> <laughs> don't put a makeup. Don't, don't put any makeup. On. If they put on makeup, <laughs> rebuke them in the name of Jesus and tell them to take yes, it off. <laughs> um, Edgar, we appreciate you coming on. Um, yes, really sir. appreciate Thank that. You. Check him out. Um, hire him. Make him travel the world in photography. And we're excited to see what <laughs> films you create um, for the body of Christ so we could, we could enjoy, enjoy that as well. So uh, continue to join us. We're here every other, tu- uh, every other Tuesday. Um, leave a comment. Be part of the community. We don't know all the answers, and we want to make sure as a community we get together to find God in a better way. So thank you all for joining. Thank you, Edgar and Anthony. As usual, I'll see you next time. Thank you, guys. God bless.